You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyle. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Okay, what I have for you today is is actually part two of, of an interview that I was doing. Uh, part one was the missus, the female, the girlfriend, and that was Kristen. And uh, today I'm lucky enough to be joined by her boyfriend, Chase. Why don't you say hey to everybody, Chase? Hey, how is everybody doing out there? All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Kristen was brought to my attention. I came across you guys on Twitter and then COVID happened and, you know, I had my little social group on Twitter and you guys became a part of that and we all got real cool really quickly. So I think you guys are, are fucking fantastic. And I was really glad that you both decided to, you know, to come on here and let me kind of dig all into your, into your business a little bit. And I know that people are going to be really curious to hear what you have to say because you were one of those guys that you knew that you wanted this and you actually went out and, and made it happen. So I kind of want to back up a little bit because like I said, I, you and I have had many conversations, so I have to remember what my listeners don't know. And so I'm going to be asking you some things that I obviously I already know the answers to, but just to kind of, I guess to start off, where did your interest in this started? Uh, basically I was married, um, to someone else, obviously I'm, I'm divorced now. And I had a larger sexual appetite than my wife at the time. Um, so watching porn, getting ideas, being into being an open-minded person and being into different things. Um, it, it, nothing really freaked me out, if you will, watching porn. Now this was obviously back in the earlier days of porn. It was, you know, several, several years ago. And I, I knew right away that she was a very jealous person that it wasn't a, a threesome with another woman most likely wasn't going to fly. Um, and, and like I said, being kind of open to, to seeing different things, uh, there was a, a, a scene that caught my eye and I said, you know, that's weird at the time. It struck me as weird, mm-hmm. but it also struck me as interesting. Um, I, I've, I've always said, you know, you, you've got to go into things with, uh, with an open-minded mentality. And how do you know you don't like something if you've never tried it? <clears throat> it's not going to kill you to try stuff. It's not going to, uh, you know, ruin you, if you will, to try things. If you don't like it, don't do it again. So, you know, I saw a couple scenes that, that uh, kind of involved wife sharing or, or other topics that kind of evolve into the cuckold lifestyle, which I'd never heard of the word. I didn't really know what it was. And like most people, when I first heard the word, I'm like, what the heck? That's, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fun, that's a weird name. But the gist of it all definitely was a turn on to me. Um, my wife was attractive. Um, 
so I did like most men that you hear about now. I've heard on a lot of your shows. I kind of, you know, persuaded her to dress a little sexier, wear high heels. I've always had a thing for a fetish for feet and heels. So wear heels. Um, and really that's the starting point to making a female feel wanted. Um, they need to have the confidence. Confidence is the sexiest thing uh, that there is in a woman, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I agree. You see the most beautiful woman, have the best body, whatever. If you don't have confidence, you, you lack a, a, a very big piece of the puzzle. Um, so, you know, I can't really explain exactly what, finally clicked with her, but she definitely liked getting the attention. I made it more than known slowly and gradually because she was very sexually uh, shy, if you will, that I liked when she got attention from other men. And back then I didn't even know what I was feeling. I'm like, man, why do I, why do I like that? She looks so good and uh, other men have taken notice. Right. While I'm trying to figure it out in my own head and put the pieces together, I'm pushing her to, um, you know, continue to dress sexy, continue to, uh, to look good in public because it definitely excited me. It turned me on and I could see it. I could see her confidence literally growing right in front of me. Um, and so, um, as this continued, it obviously got, in my opinion, quote unquote, better and better uh, until finally I just said, you know, I think we should continue to push this farther. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I know you don't want to have a threesome with another woman, but would you be opposed to it with another guy involved? Now, I'm not trying to uh, get with that guy, right. but I think it would be hot to watch you with this with, with another guy, another man, um, and then me join. Um, and I've heard this, it's really weird because if you are in the mindset of, of me, whether you call it a tuck hold or a stag or whatever the terminology in your life is, you, it always clicks. And one of the things that you hear a lot of men say is it's like watching porn live with my favorite porn star. That's a line I've heard a lot. And I go, man, that's exactly the way I portrayed it or pushed it to her. So not to go off on her the whole time, but it eventually, uh, we had a, uh, an encounter with um, a, a good friend of mine at the time, and it wasn't weird. It mm -hmm. was like no big deal. And from that point on, um, she was interested in it. She, um, we had, we got on a website, kind of a swingers website. And to what really surprised me was I come home from work one day and she says, Hey, I found a couple. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. How You found a couple, like a guy and a woman? She's like, yeah. And I said, well, I thought, no way. She's like, I know, but they look normal. They look cool. So we ended up hitting up this couple. Um, they were definitely at the time more of a swinger. So they wanted a swinger relationship. So they wanted to be separate. They right. wanted the, my house, me to go to her house, which what really surprised me was my wife allowed that to happen. I didn't like it. You know, I... um. I just was like, eh, this is cool, but I felt like I got the um, I got the short end of the deal because I brought this whole thing on, and now I'm not there to experience it. With right, her. right. You weren't there to get uh, to watch and take it all in. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> they're they're good people. Uh, you know, I still know them. They're 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 cool. I think they're still in the lifestyle, but it really wasn't our dynamic that we were going after. 
So we met another couple and we never interacted with this couple other than drinks one night. But this couple was talking about some experiences that they had and they brought up Twitter. And uh, at the time, I thought Twitter was just normal. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. We've got a, a chat group and we've got friends in other countries and we've got, of course, friends in other states. So we went home and we made a Twitter. And um, the, the pictures that we had already were very hot. We posted a few pictures. We went to bed. We woke up the next morning with like six, 700 followers, like overnight. So I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, that's <laughs> not, <laughs> going to bed. Right, a little unexpected. And, and yeah, and she blew up. Like she just thought it was the greatest thing. It, her confidence grew. Um, and so the way it worked was that Twitter became a, a, almost like a savior in our marriage. It, it helped things go, um, helped things stick together. Uh, we, we really got into it. We posted a lot of pictures. We didn't really post pictures of her and other men. It was more pictures of her. Um, and in a very short amount of time, uh, I'll use the term blew up. She got well over 150,000 followers. We were getting offers from porn companies to show her face. We were, we were getting DMs from porn stars. We actually met a, um, uh, a very well-known actress and her husband in Las Vegas for dinner one night. Um, and around that time, there was some recognition going on. So we kind of got some advice from them. And it, it was just a, a weird time because <clears throat> while it gave us confidence as a couple in the lifestyle, it was also getting kind of too close to home with people kind of putting the pieces together and, right. and figuring out, hey, I didn't see her face, but I think I know those people. And um, it just some things happened and we had to pull the plug on the page. And, and when that happened. It, it, it played a number on us both because we went from being quote unquote famous and getting a lot of attention and having a lot of fun to, well, wow, that whole side of our life literally just got turned off and it's not getting turned back on. Um, so fast forward, um, I ended up, we ended up getting divorced and uh, a part of me knew that if, if you're a cuckold or you're a stag or whatnot, you don't just lose that mentality. You, you have it inside you. It, uh, absolutely. It's a turn. <laughs> you, yeah. Once that bug and bites you, it's there. It does. It does. And, uh, I got married fairly young. So going into the single world, um, you, and I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant. I'm not, I'm not trying to go there at all. And I don't want to, this to sound rude or crude to, to women who may be listening. Um, but, and just be real, man. Was, just be real. <laughs> getting laid was easy. Um, it, it's not hard these days. When I was a younger, women didn't give it up. Girls weren't the way they are now. So when I got into the dating world, it was like you always wanted a girl with big boobs maybe or a girl with a fat ass or a blonde, a redhead. And all of a sudden, there's this smorgasbord of women. They're all there. And normal, quote unquote, sex was very, very easy. Um, if you're not getting laid in this day and age and you're single, you, you lack confidence because yeah. that's really all that it takes. Um, so I go out and I'm thinking I'm single. This is going to be great. I can have sex with whoever, whenever, whatever I want. And I kept going back in my mind to, 
well, this kind of sucks because while I've got friends that aren't getting laid, they think I'm the coolest guy ever. I'm really into this other side of things. I'm into uh, something a little bit more unique and different. Right. So there was a girls that I dated that I, I brought it up to. Um, and they were receptive. Obviously the same thing you go through with a lot of your guests. Um, they were receptive to it. They, they had questions. They were whatever, this, that, and the other. And they, it just didn't work out, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like I told every girl I went on a date with what I was into, but there was a couple that I, that I trusted with it and gave it a shot. And we had a couple experiences, you know, um, but it, it, it just didn't click, if you will. And so for one reason or another, those few relationships didn't work out. Um, but it was always in the back of my head, no matter how hot the girl was, how hot the sex was, how, how fun the thrill of the chase is, or man, my friends would be like, there's no way you can pull that girl. And then you pull her and you're still not satisfied. That tells you something, you know, you, you, you don't get divorced and go into phase two of your life and not be satisfied. You don't settle. You don't, you don't. No, that's figure, the last oh, thing well, you want to do. Stay with her. And a lot of people do. And then you just have to stay on track and you, you go after what you want. Now I'm not saying if the perfect woman came along and she wasn't into this, but for me, the perfect woman is an open-minded person. Right. That's a, that's a so, big part of the equation for you. It is, it is. And uh, a lot of the females I dated, um, you know, they just, we just didn't click on several levels. So I, um, I, I had a friend talk me into a dating app. Um, it was actually a bumble. Um, he goes, it's great. It's, it's mostly women, not girls. So they know what they want. They have to answer first. Now, so I was time, out of town. time frame wise, when did you start going on Bumble? This was how long ago? Uh, probably like two and a half years ago, maybe. Okay. So uh, I'm out of town. I'm in a big city and there's like a million matches. My buddy grabs my phone. We're drinking on a rooftop bar. He sets it up. He's like, bro, look how easy this was. And he had just gotten single. He doesn't live where I live. We, we kind of, uh, we met, we met up on some business and um, I'm like, wow, this is really ridiculous. Like there's, you know, 60 women in this building right now that are on here. <laughs> I gorgeous, you know? So in like two hours we're drunk and we're laughing because we've both got these women already messaging us. Well, that was short lived. I came home. Um, and where I live, there's just, it's not a huge, huge city. And that wasn't the case. Um, so it got boring quick. And, you you know, if you've ever been on a dating app, it, you, you change your parameters all the time, hoping that it's going to open up a secret door to more women or different women. And it, it's usually, you, if you're like me, you, you swipe left, I guess it would be a whole lot of times and blew through your uh, your inventory, if you will. Right. And so I got off. I got off and I dated and I've gone to bars and, you know, you you just do what you do. And, um, I just got burned out on the dating scene again. So I said, you know what? I might as well go back on it. I'm bored. I don't have anybody I'm hanging out with right this minute. Um, and, uh, lo and behold, that's when, uh, Kristen popped up and definitely not my type. Um, she's a beautiful woman. The picture obviously caught my attention. But a lot of the things about her that you see, which is a very, very, very tiny part when you're looking at a bio on a dating app. Right. It didn't really add up. So I swiped right, kept moving, probably swiped right on the next few girls or not. I don't know. Um, 
she messaged, we talked, she seemed real cool. And, uh, we both had some stuff going on that day and it just kind of went away and I didn't hear from her for a while. And, and then she reconnected, I don't know, maybe a week or so later. So that's the beginning of, 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 uh, and Kristen, a dating app of all things. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's, 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 you know, it's very today. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, that are on dating apps and, you know, you, you try different things and, especially when you're chasing something as elusive as this, I mean, you, you owe it to yourself to try everything. Yeah, no, you're right. And I got lucky and did. And like I said, nothing about her screamed. I'm a swinger. I'm into any sort of, um, abnormal, if you will, lifestyle. Right. She just presented um, very conservative is what you're saying. Very conservative. And to the point where I'm like, if she messages back, cool. We got along for the first day we talked. If she doesn't, you know, I've already learned by now it wasn't meant to be. It's not meant to be. Um, and she did. And we talked. And even after our first date, I'm thinking, man, this poor girl, she got no idea. You know, like no idea. Like there's just no way. Right. She's not going to be into what I'm into. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So I'm keeping my options open for I'm talking to other women. I'm still going on date as well as she was um, with guys that she had um, previously been seeing, which obviously weren't cutting it for her either because she was on this app. So I don't know. It was a few dates and whatever it was. I don't want to call her out, but we, um, we go back to her place and um, she was different than I was used to. She wasn't, she didn't come off with this freak vibe or this, this slut vibe or this, hit it and quit it type vibe. So I really was thrown off my game a little bit. Like, do I take her upstairs? What, you know, <laughs> like you had experience really, dealing I with, was, you had experience dealing with the sluts. You didn't quite know how to handle this one. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't think she was the one. I didn't think that she was going to be wild enough for me, but at the same time, you never know. And I didn't want to fuck it up. So I'm trying to play the gentleman role. And she's like, Hey, do you want to go upstairs? I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. So, uh, the first time that we had sex, um, my advice to men that are wondering how you get a woman like this, you got to try a few things. You got to, uh, you know, test the waters and see how fast this car is going to go. You know what I mean? So throw shit um, against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> it, so things are going good. Everything's rocking. And, um, I've never really been one that's been really like into uh, choking, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. But I could tell that liked it a little rough. So I choke her a little bit. I'm pulling her hair. She's just getting wetter and wetter. She loves it. So um, I'm like, all right, cool. I was wrong. She's probably not going to be into what I'm into, but she's definitely a, a way better time in bed than I thought. So let's keep this going. And at some point in the night, I uh, uh, um, stuck. Uh, you know, um, a few fingers down her throat and the farther down her throat, the fingers went, the wetter she got and the the better the sex was. And to the point where I'm basically, you know, I'm I'm fucking her, but I'm fucking her mouth with my hand. Right. And at that point, all I can think about is if there's another guy here, she's definitely taking dick, you know, in her (laughs) mouth. It might sound weird to you, but that's when it clicked. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this is, this is, this is, you know, this chick can, can handle more than I thought. Yeah, there's something and, here. There's something here. 
yeah, we got, we got a, we got a foundation. So at some point that night, I think during the sex and the dirty talk, I think I whispered, you know, um, something about that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, I feel like you could take uh, another one in your mouth. And she kind of lit up and was like, yeah, I definitely could. <laughs> and at that point, I'm just like, holy shit, I, uh, can I you can't say, hold back. Anymore. Can you say barn find? <laughs> yeah. That, so that was kind of the intro. You know, you, um, you got you to gotta throw out your line and see what happens. You know, so it was very quickly after that experience that I brought up slowly like you know i was serious about that like you know i could bring somebody else over here and we could have a great time with you and she was like no i'm serious about that like let's go yeah so she wasn't she was calling you bluff like okay make it happen yeah so you know slowly i'm gonna say slowly but it really wasn't slowly i i started dropping some of the terminology in the lifestyle and i uh, progressively told her, you know, Hey, this is what I was into in my previous relationship. Um, it doesn't just go away. Um, uh, you know, and you got to preface things certain ways, depending on how you are, um, what you're into. So I, I made it clear. I said, listen, I'm not a gay man. I'm not into other men, but I'm definitely into, I would be more into, a threesome with me and another guy than I really would be with a threesome with you and another woman. Right now, I definitely wouldn't turn it down. Like who would, you know, turn down a threesome with two women, but this is what I'm into. This is kind of the direction that I am looking for in a relationship. And the way she is, she's very, she's very open-minded, but she's very, she has a, a, um, a knack for wanting to know more about stuff. Right. So, I fed her a little bit of information thinking, ah, she might've been listening. She might've not. And then within a week she's calling me going, so would you be into this? Do you know what this is? Can you explain to me what it means when they word it this way? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wh- where, where are you finding this? <laughs> she's like, I mean, she picked up the fumble and ran for a touchdown. I mean, she went through the internet. She did 10 years of research in like a week because <laughs> her on so much. Uh-huh. I'm sitting here scratching my head like, holy shit, like this chick is really, really down. She wasn't playing it. She wasn't like, I'll try it. She she literally took the ball and ran and and, and got turned on by it. Um, and obviously we talked more and more and more. And, you know, she's like, what, what got you here? What makes you into this? And when I first got into it to back up a little bit, I think it freaks out any man. Any man that watches that for the first time on a porn and it's turned on by it, has to sit back and go, okay, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I should not like that. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. look, let's go watch, you know, three women and one guy or three women alone. And um, so I was very curious. So I researched and found all the information I could find, um, which at the time it was far and few between. This was years and years ago. Um, but everything that I read about it, completely pointed at me, meaning, um, it's, uh, 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 usually it's a guy that has a job where he's in, in charge of something. Usually it's this, usually it's that. And everything that I read, which I've heard on your show quite a bit pointed at me. And I'm like, this is weird, man, because 
why am I into this, first of all? And why do these articles know that I'm into this? Why, why are all these men? And I read stories of men and, and how they did things. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's exactly how I would do it, to, to, to have a date with my wife and another guy. Um, and I think it's, it's just uh, being able to not be in control, to uh, be in control in real life, if you will, in your day-to-day life, but be able to, I guess, where would be like relinquish that control to someone else and just be told what to do, be forced to watch what happens. I, I you know, that's what it was in my head. And that's what it is in a lot of the articles that I've read and they, and I continue to read up to today. Um, uh, I'm, I'm confident, like I said earlier, and if with, with Kristen, it was a little bit different because with my wife, obviously I knew I was married. I knew she wasn't going to leave me for another guy. So with, with us just dating, I guess there is that fear of what am I doing? What if I introduce her to somebody and she likes them more? What if I lose her? But I guess that's where the confidence comes in. And if you're secure enough to know that you're pleasing your woman, whether it be physically or emotionally or in whatever way that you connected, then you really don't have to worry about it. Now, if you go into this lifestyle and you have the slightest amount of fear, like, man, I just don't think I'm good enough at this, or I don't think I'm smart enough to carry a conversation with her. We always fumble on words. Then you probably shouldn't do it. You probably shouldn't let somebody drive your car that might steal it. You know what I mean? Right. But if you're confident enough to, to, um, to know that you've got something special with someone, then by all means, I say, go for it. Um, it's, and it's, it's a wild ride. And with her, it's been an extremely wild ride because for every, every loop I throw to her, she throws me three back now by all the reading. And then I introduced her to your podcast. So instantly she's like, have you listened to 17, 19, 25? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've to a bunch, but no. And she's like, oh, and she's telling me, you got to listen to this. This, this lady's into pegging and this lady's into this. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, how do you know all this so quickly? And she's like, well, duh, Michael. So, you so, so basically you uncovered a savant. I'm telling you, he literally is meant and was built for the lifestyle and um, just needed me or someone to open the, open the, 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 the peephole in the door because she, um, She's like me. She'll try anything once. Yeah, and, I mean, and we've talked about it. It's it's interesting because I, I I know because of conversations that you and I've had, I know you haven't heard my episode with her, so you didn't hear what she had to say. Um, so it's interesting to me to listen to you talk, and you'll you know you'll see it when you get to play both of them back to back, and that she echoed a lot of this as far as her open-mindedness and, 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 and willingness to try something once and how, how this, this, this union kind of came together. And one of the things about you guys and, and couples that are like you, and that I'm, I'm trying to bring more attention to is I want people to know that, yes, you have plenty of couples out there that were married and established when they discovered cuckolding and hot wifing but that's not the only way to do it, you know? And for me, it has to be more than me just telling people that there are other ways to do it. 
I need to actually find people that have done it those other ways so that people can actually hear about people doing it the other way. In other words, you guys weren't married for years and years and years. You didn't have a family together and discover cuckolding. Like you said, you were married and divorced and she was married and divorced and you were single and she was single and you were dating and she was dating and dating app and you find each other. Next thing you know, bang, here you are, you know, and people need to see that it's possible to go that way. In other words, they need to hear uh, those success stories. So that's why, you know, a big reason why I really wanted to have you guys on was so that people can see, oh, okay, there is another side. There are couples out there who are making this work, who are opening up these doors and they're with partners who they've only been with a short time. In other words, it's perfectly okay to start a relationship knowing that you want it to be a cuckold dynamic or a hot wife dynamic. Like that's okay. It's no different than couples that I meet who get together knowing that they want to be swingers. You know? Yeah, no, I, 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 I can't explain that to people more. Um, our, our Twitter page now is very, it's very new. Um, but, I would say the number one question we get from random people we don't know on, uh, in, in the, in the, in the DMS is men, either men with girlfriends or wives asking like, how, how do I do it? Like, I think she's interested or I don't think she'd ever do it. And that's the thing. That's the number one question. I think that's the golden question. Of course. Um, absolutely. And you know what? I always tell a lot of people like, why did your marriage not work? And it sounds very shallow, but sex is a very, very, very important part to a lot of people. Um, and without, without a great sex life, if you're a sexual person, nothing's going to make up for that. You can't go to dinner more and go, okay, I don't need sex. You can't buy material things and say, okay, this new house made it, so I don't need sex. So there's absolutely no reason to sell yourself short um, because you're never going to be happy. If right. you're not sexually compatible with somebody that's in the same mindset as you, I don't care how good they are in every other area. A lot of people that's just not going to work for. Um, another person that you're friends with that I had heard of and listened to before I knew you or anything is Venus. And I haven't kept up really, really on top of everything, but I do know that she was single. I don't think she's single anymore. And I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have changed her lifestyle for a guy that wasn't into what she's into. Right. Um, she, she wanted and she went for it and she wasn't going to settle. And that's my mentality is if you're a man, you know, you're into this. Even if you think you're into this, give it a shot. Don't, don't just sit in front of the computer and get off to the porn um, as good or bad as it may be. And, and think, Oh, I'll never get to do that because man, listen, life is short. 2020 sucks. You see how bad it is right now. If you can do something with somebody that, that, that really makes you happy, just you and that person exploring, for God's sake, find that person. Do it. It's not like you've got to go to college and get a career to make a million dollars a year. All you've got to do is find the person that makes you happy and that is willing to uh, you know, be open-minded and, and, and be into what you're into. And they're out there. It's, it's not... In this in this world, and with all the uh, online stuff, whether it be Twitter or Reddit or porn pages, 
man, there's, especially after 2020, yeah. there's a lot of people bored at home that have looked at a whole lot of stuff and go, huh, that's weird, but I kind of think I might like it. No, so, absolutely. So let me, let me ask you something then. Okay. So you had your whole background and she had her background and you know, you find each other and it's, it, from what you're telling me, it sounds like you grossly underestimated her in the beginning. And then she just proceeded to, to surprise the hell out of you. Um, and so now you're together. You guys are a couple. What is the relationship like? like? Like now this is no longer fantasy. Like this is your reality. You are in this dynamic with this woman and you guys are growing. You're learning. You're experiencing. You're trying new things. Like what is it like now that you're on this road having this relationship, exploring these different avenues, opening up these different doors, like kind of give my listeners an idea of what it's like to actually be in it. Like you're no longer looking for it. You have it now. Now it's about growing it and developing it. What is, what is that like? How would you describe that? I mean, it's, it's obviously great. It's great to know that you're not keeping a secret from your partner, which a lot of people do have or are like I was in my marriage before I brought it up. Um, so just that freedom, you know, I, I've, I've got some friends that are, that are gay and they're like, yeah, it's the freedom. Like, I'm out. I don't have to hide it anymore. And that's kind of how I feel. You know, I don't have to hide anything from her. Mm. You know, we'll be, we both have, uh, you know, professional jobs. And today I saw something on Tumblr and it was real dirty. I, I sent it to her. I slid it into her DM, if you will. And um, I love it when she does that to me and whether it's Twitter or whether it's a text from a guy that sent her or whatever the case may be. So we can be going through our normal life, having a shit day or having a great day. And one of us will or message or one of us will send a picture or a text. Um, and it's just, it's just great knowing that you've got this dirty little weird secret to a lot of people, but the person that you're with gets it and gets you. And no matter what you tell that person, they don't hold it against you. I mean, you can tell her the, the oddest fetish or, Hey, I saw this today. Would you want to try it? And it's just nice having a partner that would be that that is open enough to go. Yeah, yeah, we should try that. That's really, really hot. Or I don't know. I don't know if it's that hot, but I'll try it if you want me to. Right. Um. Obviously, going through what I went through before, privacy is a big deal. But at the same time, I'm kind of over simple-minded people. Meaning, if if what happened now if what happened before happened now, meaning some people thought they saw something or thought it was me or her, I'm almost in a different mindset now where I'm just like, yeah, fuck off. Like I'm having a blast. <laughs> like you're miserable. You're the one that's not at home, not getting laid, looking at Twitter or looking at porn. I'm the one you're looking at. So talk bad about me. Tell your friends about me. Tell your friends that I let this guy fuck my girlfriend. But the reality is you, you really probably want this as well or want some sort of relationship like what I've built. I've just been lucky to build it fairly quickly based on knowing what I wanted. Um, so me and you had spoken briefly uh, earlier about uh, cuckolding being in the media and being in the news and being mainstream in certain areas over the last few years. And I feel like that's going to continue to grow. And it's not a demasculating thing it's not an embarrassing thing like it used to be due to the fact of the amount of people that are into it yeah absolutely um, and 
until you, the term that people like to use in this lifestyle is until you reclaim your wife and have that mind blowing, crazy sex, that's really not uh, reproduced any other time than during that reclaiming, just shut up and sit in the corner because the, the adults are over here playing. I don't need to hear what you think when you haven't experienced anything like that. You know what I mean? Now, another reason why I, I, you know, why I really wanted to have you on my show. There's this, I don't necessarily want to call it a crusade, but there's a narrative that I'm trying to change. And that is, there's this narrative going on about people who are outside of the lifestyle looking in, thinking that, oh, it's only these certain kind of guys that are going for this kind of relationship because they can't get laid any other way. In other words, they think that it's it's the homely, don't have anything going for them, can't get a date in the real world. So being in a cuckold dynamic is is all that they can get. And what I try to explain to people is, no, you you couldn't be further from the truth. Like, guys don't go into this because they don't have any options. It's just you, we have no we have no control over what turns us on. And you know, I, I know you. You know, we talk. I know what you're into. I know your background. I've seen pictures. You're a good looking dude. You know what I'm saying? You're not this kind of dude that's homely. You know, if I remember correctly, you're a tall dude, athletic dude, successful business owner. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wanted to be vanilla, you could be doing, you could be crushing vanilla. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if that's the way, if that's the route that you wanted to take. You know, so I think that <clears throat> more women would be surprised if they knew that you can have this type of dynamic and still be with a great looking masculine type of guy who just happens to have this kink, you know? Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm on this kind of mission to change that stereotype so that more women see it as a viable thing. Like, like just because you want a guy who's into this doesn't mean you still can't have your tall, broad-shouldered, you know, athletic type of guy, you know, manly type of guy. Yeah, I think a big part of this is, is porn. And I've heard you talk about it and Venus talk about it. And lots of people talk about how the cuckold porn is terrible. Um, while the theme of the scene might be kind of hot, the actors are definitely always not so hot. So the cuckold in a lot of the scenes is usually the guy you're talking right. about, the very timid, um, weird guy. And so when people see that, that's what gives it a terrible, um, a terrible reputation before it's even started. Um, it, it, it would be like if every threesome video on the internet was always two redheads and a guy, then you would say, Oh, well, blondes don't have threesomes. Brunettes don't have threesomes. It's only redheads. Cause right. I've never seen anybody but a redhead in the threesome. Well, that's what they're seeing. They're going to these sites that have cuckold in the name and they're seeing these, these homely looking guys getting made fun of getting, uh, demeaned and, and whether it's this, that, or the other, that's what a lot of it is. Now there is some good stuff. I, I you know, I'm, I've looked, I've found some, but it is far and few between. Yeah, you and gotta, I don't know. You got to dig to find it. Yeah. I don't know if it's because the good looking, big, strong actors don't want to play that cuckold role yet. I guarantee they will be in the future, 
Um, I don't know if the porn companies making the money on this are afraid that if they put bigger, better looking guys, then the guys that are paying for it that are maybe not that body type or not confident are going to be turned off by it. You know, there's a lot of things that may go into it. It's obviously a money driven business. Um, so I don't know the ins and outs and I don't know the analytics on who's watching it and who's paying for it. But, you know, there's a huge, huge, huge market to the point that I, when I was married, we were approached by several porn companies, like I said, and then I approached some people about, I didn't want to shoot porn or be in porn, but I had some ideas. Right. I'm like, this, this would work like this, this people want to see this. I know I've spent hours looking for, uh, stuff to give me ideas or to turn me on or to make me not feel like I'm the outcast. And there's just not a lot of it out there. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a stereotype that's going to be hard to break by just people telling it over a podcast or telling it over uh, an article. There needs to be some visuality to it because people like me are very visual. They want to see and um, it, it'll happen. It's just, it, it's got to take its course and get in there. I don't know this year or last year, but I know a couple of years ago, Cuckold was like the number two search porn, um, you know, uh, a search word in, in a lot of the big porn sites. So that mm-hmm. tells you that a lot of married men at home that oh, know yeah. their wives are, that People maybe their wife it. had a, and doesn't feel sexy right now. And he, he knows she's got it in her, but she's feeling the mom life. And, um, there's a lot of guys that want to dress her up in heels and a short skirt and take her downtown and just watch guys look at her. Um, stop being afraid, you know? Okay. So, wife a pair, so let, dress and look what- let me ask, I just want to kind of get into what you guys have together. And so you, you, you meet this woman, the chemistry is there. You're, you're discovering that she's got the mind for it. So kind of take us behind the curtain when the first time actually happened, you know what I'm saying? And it was no longer talking about it, but it was actually you, her, bull, in the moment. Like, what was that like for you? What was it like for her? What was it like for you afterwards? Like, because it's one thing to talk about something. It's completely different to actually go through the situation. So kind of give no, my I, listeners an idea of, of like what that was like the first time that the two of you had a real life cuckolding experience together. So you're going to be nervous. I mean, both, both of us were nervous. Um, obviously, you know, the bull's probably nervous. If, if you ever meet a professional athlete and you ask him, Hey, do you get nervous? Hell yeah. I've been playing football 10 years. They still get nervous. So right. That's, unnormal. You're going to feel nervous. You're going to have butterflies in your stomach. If you're me, um, whether it's, whether it was my first time watching her or whether it was my 10th time with my ex, even if there was another girl involved, your mouth is just cotton mouth, man. You got cotton mouth. You can't breathe because your heart is pounding so fast. You got knots in your stomach. And if you're a normal person at some point, before you're going to have these thoughts rush through your head, like, man, what am I doing? Like, what, am I, why am I doing this? I've got this awesome chick. And is this really necessary? Because at some point your, your, your reality in your head kicks in and goes, you know, dude, what, what's going on here? But if you're into it, if you, if you really are into that mindset that lasts very, very shortly, 
And within a millisecond, you're back to what you're into and what you really are about. And um, with her, I was very curious. Like, is she a lot of talk? She's read a lot. She's learned a lot. We've had our fantasy. We've had our role play in the bedroom. We've gone out. We've seen guys flirt with her. What is she really going to act like? Man, Michael, she was a freak. (laughs) I, I, I was like, what? Like, it was like two minutes in. I'm like, what? Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, definitely my favorite porn star. You win. I'm paying my subscription. So it was, it was great. The butterflies, the, the, the cotton mouth, the, the heart pounding when you, when it's right. And it, and it's the, the person that you care about, it's hot, man. I mean, it's just, it's something, like I said, if, if you want to poke fun at the lifestyle, but you've never done it, you need to go sit in the corner because you need to let the grownups have their fun. Right. Um, you don't know what you're talking it, about. <laughs> you, you can't chime in. You're not allowed to talk in this conversation or even make fun of me. Um, and it, as long as it lasts or as short as it lasts, the, uh, the sex afterwards, amazing the next day. And for me, a lot of times it's like the sex is great thereafter. Then like three or four days later, like it almost like smacks you in the head, like reality. And you're like, God damn, that was hot, man. Like, like the, the residual, the residual kind of after, after shocks of it, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, it could be a week later and it just all of a sudden a week later hits you and how hot it was. And, you know, in our case, we've got, you know, they they were cool with pictures and videos. And so you'll, you'll go back through and you're like, man, I don't need to look for uh, cuckold porn on the, on the computer anymore. I've got this now. Um, now there are two things that I, that I want to bring up with you. Two things that, that, that she talked about. Um, the first I'll get to, because anyone who's listened to, they're probably going to hear her episode first. So people are going to be wanting, wanting me to get to this. She talked about the fact that what makes her dynamic with you a little bit different compared to what you traditionally see in cuckolding is that you're not lacking in the package department. (laughs) And she says that that can sometimes make it a little difficult because she obviously doesn't want to step down in size, but because you've been blessed it's not quite as easy to find guys who are bringing more to the table uh, than you are. And she talked about how, you know, she likes the idea of, of caging, but the caging can be kind of awkward at, at times finding something that fits. But at the same time, when she wants it, she wants it. And then she's the one letting you out of the cage. Um, so kind of give my listeners an idea of, of, how that works within your dynamic, you know, you, you know, you being a, a bigger guy and, and knowing that so much of this lifestyle is predicated on, you know, women seeking what their cucks cannot give them. Well, that's not the case with you guys. So your dynamic is going to be a little bit different. So how, how is it that you like to play and how is it that you kind of involve that, her getting other guys like in your mind, why is she seeking other guys? Because it's one thing if a guy's like, well, I'm not big enough. So she's seeking other guys that are bigger, but you can't use that. That argument's not going to hold up in court for you. So what is it? it, it, 
I, I obviously yeah, I've, 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 I've been blessed. I'm not um, complaining in that department. I haven't had a lot of complaints in that department, which does make it kind of weird when you bring this to a woman. Cause they're just like, dude, like any bigger, I'm, I can't, I, I'm going to die. I, I, what do you want? Me- <laughs> but, um, I think when you find someone that's willing to try it, they go into it a little skeptical and they're into it, which some people just aren't, but if they're into it, then you want to, as the man, you want to continually drive her crazy. You want to see her get turned on. So it almost becomes where, yes, she's not going to go fuck somebody that's, that's much, much smaller, but I, giving her the power over you um and if it, it, you can just see if it turns if it, when it turns her on you can just see it in her face um yeah wearing a cage sucks it, it's not something that i'm going to ever be able to do long term but if it turns her on for me to wear it on a night we go out i'll, I'll take one for the team and wear it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um uh, i've got some friends that i've met through you and they are more permanent and I think that's really, really, really hot. Um, there's a lot of things that I think are really, really hot. And that's what, you know, keeps you in check and keeps you realizing that this is what you are. and This is how you're wired. Um, unfortunately, some things don't work as well for us as they do for other people. And it goes both ways. Um, I don't, you know, uh, wish I had a smaller penis but you know um <laughs> in, in this lifestyle it does kind of suck be, be, because i know and and it is hard to find somebody that's it's hard to find a bull period you know we've talked about this a lot right. of people have talked about it. and to find a bull that that is hung especially if you have a woman who you know i've i've dated a girls who were like no nah, i don't i'm not into black guys okay well great now you gotta try to find a white guy with a very huge penis, which that's not impossible, but it is farther and fewer between. Um, it's obviously easier or it's more, more thought to be easier with a black man. And, um, and that's more taboo to some people. That's more what tough holding is to some people based on media. Um, to me, it does make it hotter. Um, I don't find any humiliation in it. Like some people do. I just think it's hot. You know, it's, it's, it's the fact that it may or may not be a bigger cock, but it's the, the, the balance between the skin tones and just sometimes the more aggressiveness, uh, depending on the person. So a lot of variables play into it, but you, you work around it. Um, the caging, it works kind of, if I want to see her turned on, right. I'm willing to do, she's willing to do a lot of things for me that I brought to the table. So, when she comes across something that she comes to me and says, Hey, so-and-so told me that they do this. And it really, I'm like, well, man, I don't really want to do that, but I'm going to do it because I'm not telling her I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's try it. And I can instantly see, I mean, there's no doubt in her, you know, when you know your woman and you see the look at her eye and the fire comes out, you're like, okay, that's definitely worth it. I'm going to do that as much as I can. And, um, you know, just, it's it's a relationship. Ain't, you got to grow. You got to yeah. try things. No, it's real. It's real but, shit. So here's something that I'm I'm curious about. Whenever I I meet men like you, um, do you ever have? Because you you're you're you, one of the things that I think that's real cool about you in the conversations that we have is you're very aware. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you're aware of what's going on around you. Like you're aware of how things look, you know? And so do you, taking that into account, seeing this woman that you have, I mean, I've had conversations with Kristen. I've seen pictures of her. She's, she's, she's a stunning, she's a stunning woman. Like she's a stunning woman in the sense that even if you were just like a vanilla couple, people would be like, yeah, dude, you got a hot chick. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you combine that with the fact that you're not vanilla and you're into all this shit and she's right there riding shotgun with you. Do you ever have like I, pinch yourself moments? Like, dude, I, I, I can't like, how the fuck did this happen to me? Like, how did I get oh, this fucking lucky? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to fuck it up. You don't, you don't cheat on her. You don't talk to people buying her back. You don't do anything that might slightly rock the boat because you know that these, these times don't just happen. You right. know what I mean? So you, it's it's not being a cuckold that keeps you in check. It's the fact that you're lucky with what you've got that keeps you in check. It's 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 um, whether you're vanilla or not. When you find somebody that makes you happy, it's it's very very hard. Um, it's very very hard to have a relationship, especially a relationship with two people after marriages, right? Because uh, a lot of marriages do a lot of damage to people, especially on the female side. They may come out of a marriage just damaged goods. Um, not saying that she was, but a lot of people. So when you got two people that have come from 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 marriages that didn't work, to find a couple that gets along as well as we do um, without throwing in the sexual stuff, it's it's pretty cool. Um, especially when you're when you when you've been dating a year or so and half of that was 2020. Um, so you're spending a shitload of time together. You're really getting to know the person and you, and it still works out. Then you've got this, this extra credit on the backside. You go, man, not only is she cool, but she's also this. Um, and it's just a bond that it's going to be really hard to break. And I know on both sides of the, of both sides of the wall, she's had her exes hit her up. I've had exes and or others hit me up. And in the past, if I was dating somebody, you know, it's hard to not, to not, to not stray when it's not a super serious relationship and so-and-so's hitting you up. You go, Man, I don't know, maybe, right. maybe that fork in the road or fun over there. But when you meet a girl like Kristen and you click on the level that we've clicked on, it's, it, it makes you feel good when somebody else hits you up, but it's not even an option. It's yeah. not even a, it's, it's not even a, ser it's not serious temptation. Nah. And I'm very, in the past, I've always been a very tempted person. I always, I always felt like, man, that, that girl wants me. Those two girls want to hook up. I can't say no. I'd be letting all other men down. All these <laughs> men, they don't get letting them down by not doing this. And until you meet somebody that you're truly happy with, you, you know, I knew it when those situations arose and there wasn't even a second that goes, hmm, I wouldn't get caught. When you can say those those thoughts don't even pop up, you know you're with the right person. Um, and then you throw in the sexual side of things and the, like you said, she's riding shotgun, yeah. man. It, it, it's, a, it's a fun, wild ride. But at the same time, we can both turn it down a notch and be completely grounded in, in our normal lives. And, um, and you're always worried about finding out, but I'm getting to the point now where, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm almost even getting over some of that. Well, here's why I bring that, that part up. 
I have people that listen to my my podcast from from all over the world, and I, there's a lot of single guys who are aspiring cucks who listen. And when they hear about one of their own who's crossed over and, and found success, I know that there's a part of them that's kind of screaming at you like, dude, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Not just you, but any guy in your position. Like, like there are so many men out there who are trying to get to where you are right now. You know, and that's one thing that whenever I talk to a, a guy, you know, how, you know, stags, I say the same thing too, dude, but especially guys that are in cuckold dynamics, because I meet so many guys that want it. And the percentage of guys who actually obtain it, the guys who actually achieve it, it's small. So when I meet someone who's actually gotten it, who's actually caught it, especially having this platform that I have, I know that the other guys out there want to know and want to hear that you value what you've got, that you appreciate what, like, in other words, that you haven't, you're not so far removed that you can't recall what the struggle was like to find this woman, what it was like when this woman did not exist and you were just out there hitting and missing and hitting and missing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I know 100%. that I know that you it earn. brings these guys a little bit of peace knowing that, okay, he's not going to fuck it up. Yeah. I don't plan on fucking it up. You, you earn that at, when you're trying and when you're trying to figure out yourself and when you're going through different relationships and when you, when you leave the bar with the hottest chick in the bar and, and have sex with her and are still not sexually satisfied, you know, there's something else out there. And I, I don't think I've ever told you this, Michael, after one of my relationships, um, who I had told, uh, the girl about, uh, kind of the lifestyle and it kind of backfired on me a little bit. Um, I said, you know what? Fuck this. Um, everybody tells me I'm, I'm, I'm well endowed. So maybe I'm doing this all wrong. Maybe I'm playing the game backwards. I should be a bull. Bull be easy. You know, that's easy. That's easy work, which obviously I know it's not. But at the time, it seemed like a good idea. Right. So I went back on the page that me and my wife had very first gotten on. And I made a single profile. I didn't put bull. I didn't put anything. I just put single guy looking for fun. You can click what you're looking for. And obviously, I put single women, couples, whatever. And uh, quickly, I had a couple hit me up. This guy's wife was gorgeous. I mean, she's texting. She's sending pictures. She's, I'm jealous. Like, I'm supposed to be the bull. I'm supposed to come fuck this girl. But I'm jealous that I'm not him. Because he's got this girl doing what I want a girl to do. Right. So how fucked up is that? You know what I mean? So I've literally got the pussy lined up. And I was one of those bulls that stood him up. I, I called at the last minute. And I just said, hey, I can't do this. I'm just, I, I'm not a bull. I wasn't into it. I, I didn't want to go over there and pleasure this couple. As greedy as it sounds, I didn't want to pleasure this couple and then have to leave because then to me it was over. I wanted to be that guy with this beautiful wife, dressed like this, flirting with some guy she's never met, sending pictures, talking dirty, um, and then making the bull leave while I had it all to myself. Right. And that and was another revelation that goes, you know what, dude, you're a cop. 
Like it ain't no doubt about it. You, you can act tough and you can play that role that you're a bull and you got a big dick, but at the end of the day, dude, it ain't who you are. And that, that was the final straw in saying, you know what, I'm not trying that again. It's just, I, I, I just wasn't into it. I was more jealous of the cuckold who was calling me to arrange what hotel to meet at than I was being the guy that gets to come fuck this beautiful woman. I literally turned down fucking her because I was jealous of the cuckold. So, you know, when you're wired like that, you're wired like that. And I, all the guys out there listening that, that want this, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. And it's, it's not easy to find, but it's worth, it's worth the effort. So let me, let me ask you something. I'm just, just listening to you speak on that, which you just spoke on. And maybe, maybe you're not at this point yet, but I'm just kind of curious. You see a lot of cucks out there that are at the point in their lives where there's, there's still some shame associated with it. You know, like you have people out there like Venus who are really trying to hammer home the idea that cucks are special types of guys, you know, that there's nothing to be ashamed of and you should be proud of it. And they're, they're, it's, it's an admirable, an admirable way to be. Do you remember when it became something that became a sense of pride for you or it, has it even happened yet? Are you still trying to ascend to that point or has having Kristen in your life and knowing that and seeing the difference that you're making in her life because one of the things that people are going to be, you know, remember from listening to her episode as she talked about her first marriage, it was basically sexless. Like one of the things that I find fascinating about her story is she went from one polar extreme to the other. In other words, she went from a guy that was highly jealous and didn't want her to dress up and barely fucked her to being with a guy like you that encourages her to be sexy and encourages her to dress sexy and like seeing her get, a, get attention. And, you know, if you're not fucking her, somebody else is like, she, she went from one extreme to the other. So you've seen the difference that you're making in this woman's life. And so I'm just curious, not just for myself, but for the people that are listening. When did you become, when did you feel pride about being a cuck or has it happened yet? Are you still trying to get to that point? Yeah. I mean, that went back to the very beginning when you, can make a woman have confidence that never had confidence, then you're proud of the fact that you're doing something that that's growing uh, her not only sexual cravings or sexual desires, but just the confidence in general. And I've listened to some of your podcasts and I've heard women who sound quote unquote, very, very normal. One of them that comes to mind, I don't remember the name, but this lady actually goes to her kids ball games now dressed in much hotter jeans than she used to wear. Maybe she'll wear heels or high heel boots to her kids' uh, games, and it makes her feel like above and beyond. That's something you should be proud of. Um, for, a, for a guy that turned, turned her onto this to make her so confident that she dresses up and does hair and makeup and, and dresses, quote-unquote, hot to go to her kids' sporting events, that's, to me, what it's all about. It's all about getting that girl who had her shoulders down and her head down to pushing that chest out and her chins up. That's obviously something that it takes a special guy to do. Now, to go back on it, when you first started this topic, the way you described it, it almost made it sound demeaning. Um, and it's not something that you did on purpose, obviously, or something that you might have even realized you did. But when you rewind this and listen, 
it's almost the way that that a lot of people will think of a cuck or or um, describe a cuck, even though you weren't meaning to make it sound um, like the guy is a, a cuck's a pussy. It almost comes off that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a big a big part of it is how the media introduces it, how the media media being you or porn or Twitter pages. Um, it's not, it's not the, 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 the stereotypical, uh, little guy in the corner that's in a lot of the movies. No, um, not at all. If you notice, if you've watched cuckold porn, there's about five cuckolds that are in every fucking porn. <laughs> weird. I'm sure they're looking weird on purpose. I'm sure they're making their hundred bucks a scene or whatnot. But that's what's killing this because a lot of guys are like I was. And you go, man, that's so fucking hot. I can get over the fact that I'm sharing my girl. I can get over the fact that she's covered in cum or she's stretched out or whatever the case it is but I can't get over the fact that everyone's going to look at me like, like I'm that guy. Right. And that, that guy needs to change because that guy's the problem. Um, and that guy's fake. So it's, it's got a lot to do with you on your, on the, on the level that you have, the people that you reach. And it's, it's getting men, um, like myself. I never thought I'd go on your show and, and brag about it. But at the end of the day, as you get more comfortable with yourself, it's probably something to do with being a little bit older. Man, it's hard to find happiness. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. Times it, it, with this year the way it's going, with suicide rates on the rise, and with people being out of jobs and people not having homes, if, if you can find happiness, man, you can't poke anybody. It's kind of like 15 years ago, if you were gay, you got made fun of. Now, if you're gay, who cares? You're happy. I give a shit less if you got three boyfriends. You know, it's it's, yeah, it's so hard to just find happiness. <laughs> it is. It's just so hard, man. It's so hard. It's so tough. So I don't, I I don't poke a finger at anybody, man. If you like something, whether it be weird to you, weird to me, if you're happy, man, let's go have a drink because it's not affecting me. Yeah, you being gay affect me. You liking a black guy doesn't affect me. You liking to have three guys fuck you at once doesn't affect me negative in any way. You're happy. I'm happy, man. Let's go get a drink. Let's go on Michael's show and talk about it. You know, there's a, a, a saying that I heard watching one of my nerdy uh, podcasts that I watch. Um, and there's a, a, a woman that he has guest hosting with him sometimes. And she, she uses saying that I've been all over since I've heard it. And that is, she says that, she doesn't like to yuck anybody's yum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's, it's such a simplistic saying, but it resonated, it resonated so much with me when she said it. Like, I, like, as soon as she said it, it immediately struck a chord. You know, like, if somebody makes the yum face when they do something, the last thing I want to do is make the yuck face. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something yeah. that you enjoy. That's something that makes you feel good. We all need something to feel good about. As long as you ain't hurting nobody, do you? Yeah, you know, that's the main thing. Yeah, I hurt nobody else. Just do it. You know, just 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 do you. Um, one thing I want to ask you before I let you get out of here, because I always try to keep these right around an hour, so I'm 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 creeping up past that. But one thing that she spoke on, and I I really want to get your take on it, is she spoke on 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 how much it it turns her on to be. Uh-huh. 
like in control of you, whether it's in control of, of when you come, how you come, you know, just being able to tease you. Like, what is that like? Not just being teased by a woman, but when you see that she's getting off on teasing you and denying you, like when you can see that, oh, she's having fun with this. Like for the people out there that might not be familiar with what that feels like, how would you describe that? So you've got to be to that point where you want to give that up. You want to give that power to somebody else. Um, you know, the way I look at it, it, like I said earlier, if it turns her on, it turns me on. Now, as a guy, and any guy you ask going to tell you this, we've been jacking off since we could get a hard on, right? And we can jack off 100 times a day if we want. But when you have an orgasm, you forget about it in 10 seconds. Yeah. But when, when you decide to let her control your orgasm, you don't forget about it. You're thinking about it all fucking day, all fucking night. You might wake up hard. And yeah, I'm not wearing a cage, so I could jack off when she's not looking and forget about it in a minute. You know, they're, uh, a masturbating makes everything better, obviously. Everybody loves to masturbate. But it also um, is an instantaneous, as a man, you know, as soon as you come, your mindset's off on baseball or work. <laughs> yeah. Or You're no longer obsessing over what made you hard in the first place. If you've never done it and you're listening to this, just try it and see how crazy hot that it it really is. That, you know, to the point that when you first get to the point where it's been however many days or however many whatever, and your dick is literally leaking, you know, you're dripping pre-cum because you're so turned on by the fact that you're not masturbating because you told somebody else you wouldn't do it or you're only going to come or orgasm or, or have a ruined orgasm around that person. Maybe they want you to do it in a certain place. Maybe they want you to, to do it a certain way. Maybe they want to, I heard your, one of your podcasts today where the wife would let him come if he came within 60 seconds and she only was using two fingers. That's cool. You know what right. I mean? Make aim. Everybody can fuck. Everybody can masturbate. Everybody can come on command anymore. There's porn to make anybody happy and turned on. Okay, that's really cool, but it's not. Everybody's got that. How many of you have somebody that actually cares about you enough to control that and keep that urge continuing to boil and grow and grow and grow to the point that you're so turned on, you would literally do anything for this person to just maybe touch you. And as a guy who's, who's had no problem having sex and having orgasms to make it to the point where you can literally, um, barely touch me and I come, that's pretty cool because <laughs> I'm backing off to the hottest porn and I'm still bored. Like, man, this is boring. I've burned this out. You know, I don't know what the terminology is. I forgot the name of it, but it's, it's, you're just, you don't even get hard anymore because you're so burned out on porn. Well, this changes all that and it heightens everything. So not only are you experiencing this weird feeling for the first time, but you're looking at your partner and she's so fucking turned on that she's wet and wants to fuck you, but really doesn't want to fuck you because she wants to keep you. Yeah. Keep you on the edge. Yeah. She wants to keep you on the edge. (laughs) And it's like, you could be married to somebody 20 years and listen to this and go, we should try that. And all of a sudden you've got a whole new 
sexual dynamic that you never knew existed. Um, and that's not even something related to cuckolding. It's just something going, hey, let me give you a little bit of control over me. And mm-hmm. let's just see where it And it can work both ways. You, you can do it with your wife, too. I mean, you can, there's so much fun things you can do sexually with a partner once you've got the open-mindedness and the communication on a level that, that's really in, endless or, 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 or you know, uh, with no boundaries. Um, so, yeah, it turns her on a lot. And uh, it's it, it's a pretty hot thing, and it comes and goes. I mean, you know, we we'll do it, and then for maybe a month, it's just back to normal, and then we'll talk about it. Something will spark a, a hot conversation, or one of the, the Twitter or Tumblr posts that we share back and forth, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, don't come this, you know, don't don't come this week, don't come this weekend. Um, it, you know, it's life, man. Do whatever makes you happy, and if that turns you on, and you want to try it, try it. It's not gonna hurt anything. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, look, man, look, first of all, I want to, I want to thank you. You know what I'm saying? For, you know, I know we've been trying to set this up for a while and I'm, I'm glad that it finally came together. I've really been wanting to, 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 to get you guys story out there. And I'm, I'm glad that I was finally able to get it done. Um, like I said, we've been getting to know each other these past few months and it's, it's been a pleasure. I mean, cause I think that y'all are both cool as shit. You know, me and you, you know, we talk about cars and sports and all the other kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's been real cool to share your story. Because I, like I said, I'm familiar with your story. You know I mean, we've had talks. I've talked to you and I've talked to Kristen. But it's real cool to now to be able to get your story out there and let other people hear it. Because I love hearing the different ways that people come to this lifestyle. Like, it's not just one road to get here. People come from, from all over the place. You know, and this is, this is a story that had not been told yet on my podcast for all the episodes that I've done, this story hadn't been told yet, you know? So it, well, I hope it will help people. And I hope people, um, you know, just get out of their little stereotypical scared bubble. If they're into something, you know, go, go give it a shot. You never know, um, you know, how much time we have left and you don't want to, you know, I always said, man, I don't want to be 90 years old laying around saying, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have had a threesome. I wish I would have done this with this person. So, man, go do it. If you don't do it, it's not going to get done. No one's going to do it for you. And be, feel free to give out our Twitter handle, and, and we're both active on it. We'll answer questions. We want to help people like a lot of the people that you've introduced us to and in our in our little group that we've created um, have answered a lot of questions for both of us. So if there's questions that we can answer for people in the future as we continue this journey, then, man, we're down to well, answer them and help. Yeah. I know that I mentioned it in her episode, but why don't you go ahead and, and mention it? Now, I have it. If you can't remember it off the top of your head, I have it right in front of me so I can say what your Twitter handle is. Um, uh, do you know it, it at the it, top of your weird. head? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's open minded couple, um, but it's actually open minded cup, C O U P 5 is right. what they gave us. So open minded. B-O-U-P, and then the number five. Right. No underscores, no characters, no hyphens, just open-minded C-O-U-P-5 is how you can find yep. uh, Chase and Kristen on 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 Twitter. And you'll you'll know that it's them because she, her hotness is all over the, <laughs> it's all over the, uh, you're not really going to see much of him, but nobody's really checking in to see him anyway. And when you first, not to make this go out longer, but when you first go to the page, the, the avatar or the pick, whatever it's called, is her with a leash on and I'll never forget when I first met her before I told her everything. And, and we kind of got into the sexual talking. She was very submissive 
And she was, I mean, she was very submissive. So that picture is one of the first pictures that she ever sent me. And it's her with a leash on and her bra and this, that, and the other. And so it's just really fun to look back and go, well, she definitely didn't get a, a real, not that I'm not a dominant guy, but I flipped it on her and made her be a lot less submissive, right. at least to me. Well, yeah, she, ta- she, she, she talked about that. Like when you, cause like I said, I know you haven't heard her episode yet, so you'll get to hear it too. And she talked about that, how she enjoys kind of being able to have both sides of her personality kind of scratch where she gets to be dominant with you, but submissive to her bulls. Um, and it's a pleaser. So yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the best of both worlds. So look, man, I, I want to thank you, you know, for, 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 for being on here, for being so candid, for being so open and honest about your journey and everything. It's good to know that you're aware enough to know that you struck gold. You know what I'm saying? And you know me, I'm going to be on you. I'm going to make sure you don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, you got a winner. And I hope the two of you guys, I hope I can have you back a year from now and it's an even better success story. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, oh, li- the, the, hope- the lifestyle needs you guys to make it. Not trying to put pressure on you, but <laughs> people need to know that I can go this route, find a partner, find happiness build a strong relationship, get married and, and live my best life. Even though I'm in the second or third, you know, segment of my life, you know what I'm saying? Um, Never too late. Yeah. yeah so I, def- I definitely want to see you guys make it. So for my listeners that are listening, uh, you know, thank you for listening again to my Patreon supporters. You know, you guys are the lifeblood of what I do. You know, it's because of your generosity that I'm able to continue bringing, you know, bringing you quality material like this. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter, like I say, maybe this episode will be the th- will be the one to convert you. Maybe this is the one that makes you say, you know what? I like what that Michael C. guy is doing. I want to see him continue doing this. I see what he's doing for the lifestyle. I see how he's benefiting it. The lifestyle needs him to keep doing what he's doing. And maybe that'll make you become a supporter. If not, then I'm going to keep doing what I do. And hopefully an episode down the, you know, in the future will, will convert you. So for now... I am your host, Michael C. I want to say thank you to, you know, to my guest, Chase. And um, I'll see you when I see you. This has been the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I'm signing off. Peace.